Welcome in to episode 18 of the Woopig Weekly Podcast, your weekly source for all things Arkansas Razorbacks. This episode 18 is brought to you by University of Traditions. If you're somebody like me that wear, likes to wear hats often, and especially hats that support your team, go check out University of Traditions. They have a lot of amazing Arkansas Razorback hats in their favorite collection. They have several different designs that they all look pretty good to me, and I have one that I wear almost on a daily basis. So you can go use the promo code VSN15 to receive 15% off your order and go get yourself a nice Arkansas Razorback favorite collection hat. So we'll jump right in now with some brief Arkansas football news as things are starting to get a little bit busy with spring training, you know, getting started up this week. But Arkansas received a big commitment this week from four-star wide receiver slash athlete Norrell White. He's going to be big-time help coming in with – uh, our wide receivers and what other position he plays since, you know, they've got him listed at that wide receiver slash athlete. He can probably play multiple positions. And so we'll have to see what happens with that. And then on some, not as much good news, but Arkansas wide receiver, Jaden Wilson was involved in a car accident this week and he'll be out six to six weeks with a cracked tibia. So hopefully he gets um, healed up and ready for the se- season and summer practice. But I think, you know, there's a lot of um, curiosity around what to expect for this next season, especially with the transfers that we had go out and the transfers that come in. Um, you know, what do you think about that, Seth? Yeah, I completely agree with that, man. I, I, I'm I, kind of curious to see how everything shakes out. I know we've got, we've got a lot of talent returning, um, but we lost a lot of talent as well. Um, especially kind of on the offensive line. I think that's that's realistically where my main concern is. I know we, we picked up quite a few good defensive backs in the portal, um, a couple good receivers, and, and we kept a few guys that were, you know, studs for us last year. Um, but on the offensive line, I'm, I'm excited to see how we are able to kind of utilize some new talent there. And uh, Danny knows, you know, how he how he implements his offensive style. I think there's a lot of curiosity going around kind of what our offense is going to look like. You know, we're going to run as much option as we used to with KJ and Rocket, or we're going to have a little bit more standard offensive spread style. Um, Just definitely going to be a lot of adjustment, I think, period that happens. So I think those spring practices, the the spring game, things like that are really going to help us go in the right direction. So be be excited to see how we look during those events and uh, kind of get a feel for how our offense is going to shake out. Yeah, that's true. I know they said they've got just one week to for spring practice this week before they take a break for spring break and then get back at it for a few more weeks as I think the spring game is going to be mid-April or middle of April, usually when it is. That way we can go get a look at them and see, you know, where they're at right now and what to expect um, for the upcoming season. I know for over the weekend, we did also receive a a commitment from a three-star defensive lineman as well. So, you know, we're getting some help coming in. Um, So on that, I know that defensive line part is one place that we might be lacking a little bit as far as overall. I know we went DB heavy as far as recruiting class, transfer portal, you know, getting guys to come in. So I think, you know, if we can get a few more guys to come in, 
as far as that goes, we'll be in a good spot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, kind of circle back. I know we talked about it before. I hated losing Jordan Dominic. I'm hoping we can find some guys to kind of fill that hole. He was he was pretty key for us last year. So good yeah. point on D line comments there. Yeah, bring, be able to bring that pressure off the edge. That'll be key. But so with that being said, we'll jump over to some Arkansas basketball news where, you know, it's that time of the year. It's March. We're here. Um, Arkansas, you know, played in the SEC tournament, made it to the quarterfinals where they played against A&M, where unfortunately they fell in this one, which it was a close game. They lost 67 to 61. Arkansas came out and played a really great first half of the game where Nick Smith was our leading scorer for the game with 16 points, followed by Makai Mitchell with 15 points and Anthony Black with nine points. It's definitely good seeing Makai Mitchell up there and those those leading scorer stats as, you know, we're, we're getting more offensive production from him. And then as far as rebounds go, Makai Mitchell and Devo Davis tied for the leading rebounder with six, followed by Anthony Black with four and Jordan Walsh and Ricky Council tied with three. In this game, you saw the team shot 40.7% from the field, going 22 of 54, 25% from the three-point line, going 5 of 20, and 63.2% from the free-throw line, going 12 of 19. And I think the only thing that you can really say about this game is it was a tale of two halves. Yeah, it was definitely a uh, kind of one of those heartbreak hog moments watching this game. Um, I think we were leading by nine at halftime or – it might have been more than that. I, I think Jordan Walsh hit that that buzzer beater bank three at the end and maybe push it to 12 or 13, if I remember correctly. But anyway, I gave up that lead in the second half. Um, I, I don't think we have the stats mentioned here, but we had – I think we had like eight turnovers in the first half and 11 or 12 in the second half. I can't remember off the top of my head, but we had a lot of turnovers this game, and I really think that was a, a key contributor as to why we, we did struggle in the second half. We didn't shoot as well in the second half either, and that, that obviously hurt us. But I think the main thing to, to kind of look at in this game was the turnovers. That was really what let AM get back into this one. And they kind of carried the momentum off of some of those turnovers and fast break points and, and really just kind of beat us up in the second half towards the end of it. Um, tough loss, but got to have a short memory and kind of forget about the SEC tournament and, and move on to the NCAA tournament. Very true. And just a note, we did have a total of 12 turnovers for that game. So a little less than we thought, but still, you don't that, – that's it was, it was only 12? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think you saw that poor shooting second half bring down our shooting percentages, especially like, again, I think we've said this countless times, free throws are key. And, you know, we missed seven, lost by six. So, you know, if we could have at least, you know, made – four or five of those, we could have been a different game. But like Seth said, we, you know, short memory, it's March, it's time of March tournament time. Everybody goes back to essentially zero, zero record. It's, you know, winner go home. And that's when it's just some right offhand, we average nearly the same on points per game, opponents points per game, turnovers, steals, rebounds, all the statistical categories. We look very similar also have the same defensive rating. Um, so it's one of those things where I think you're going to have to almost disregard stats for this game, and it comes down to who's going to come out there and play and want it more. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I saw a, uh, a couple of comments actually in a Facebook page the other day um, where 
I guess some Arkansas fans had had uh, slipped over and done a little bit of spying on some of the Illinois fans' fan pages. Apparently, I think they've had some similar struggles to us as far as having a hard time closing out games in the second half and giving up leads in the second half of their game. So um, it's kind of kind of curious to what you said about us being similar mirror image of each other on stats. I think there's there's even some more similarities outside of just the stats that, well, like you said, we'll kind of see who who shows up to play, who who shows up to play a full 40 minutes. That's uh, that's the thing I'm looking for the most is can we come out there and really execute for a full game? Um, we've had we've had spurts where we've looked outstanding or we could beat anybody any given day, but sometimes we struggle to put a full 40 together. So hoping we can kind of flip the switch there right here in time for tournament season. Yeah, that's true. And, and uh, another note is, you know, two players on – the Illinois team Arkansas seen before in previous years during tournament tournament matchups. So we'll be playing up against Matthew Mayer, who played for Baylor last year. And then two years ago, we'll, we'll see former player Terrence Shannon, who played against us when he was at Texas Tech a couple of years ago. So some familiar, familiar faces on the opposing team that Arkansas seen before. Um, so hopefully that helps in our advantage, our favor. It will be, Interesting. See, I know another stat is that out of all the times Arkansas has played Illinois in the past, you know, we I don't I don't think we've beat them. So somebody said, you know, Muss is a guy that likes first, so maybe he can come out and be the guy that gets us our first win against Illinois and advances us in this tournament. Now, pending that first round win, we would match up against most likely Kansas in second round, unless you have another situation where Virginia. UMBC situation, but I highly doubt that. Um, but this is an extremely talented Kansas team that, you know, I think our talent level almost matches up with them. It's just a, if we can come out and bring a consistent game, but don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We've got to win that first game first. And I think Muss will have this team ready to go and hopefully focused on this game. They definitely look like they were fired up on Selection Sunday. So I think the team's kind of ready for a kind of like you said, a, a, a blank slate, not worry about any of the others. Just kind of go from here, feel like it's a fresh season in a way, and try to make a deep run in the tournament. Yeah, that's true. And then so speaking of the tournament, our women missed out, unfortunately, on the NCAA tournament, but they did get an NIT tournament bid where they'll have their first game of the NIT tournament and be hosting at Bud Walton on Thursday as well. So Two basketball games on Thursday. You've got Arkansas men playing in the first round versus Illinois at 3.30, I believe. And then, you know, women playing that evening, afternoon, night kind of type game where they'll be playing at 7 o'clock. So, you know, you'll be able to catch both games um, and root on for both of our squads. So, hopefully they both get wins and can advance to the next round. So, very true. I, the Lady Razorbacks need to finish the, the year on a high note if they can. They kind of up and down year for them. I, I hated to see some of the losses they took, and they had great games where they played outstanding. So it's definitely up and down year for them. But kind of switching gears here, we'll uh, look at the gymnastics meet we had on March 10th against Minnesota. Um, we lost a really close one in this meet with a score of 197.075 to 196.9, so not a very large disparity there at all. Uh, Minnesota outscored us on the vault, 49.275 to 49.150. Uh, 
Um, Arkansas outscored Minnesota on the bars, 49.35 to 49.25. Arkansas outscored Minnesota on the beam, 49.225 to 49.025. And then kind of the deciding factor, Minnesota outscored us on the floor routine, 49.525 to 49.175. We say it time and time again, these matchups are always close. And this was kind of an out-of-conference matchup, but Minnesota's still a good squad and uh, definitely lost a close one here. Hated that we couldn't kind of break that 197 mark. Um, this was a very close matchup, though. Yeah, that's very true. Hopefully, you know, once it, they get through the rest of the season, maybe recap, regroup, and, you know, bring in some good talent for next year and be able to come back out and maybe have a little bit more success next year in these tight matchups and get more of those uh, matchups to fall our way. Then we'll bounce over to some Arkansas tennis news where Arkansas men's tennis took on Ole Miss on March 9th, where they lost a close match 4-2. to two. Then on March 10th, our Arkansas women's tennis took on Texas A&M, where they lost this match 5-2. to two. Um, And then Arkansas men's tennis took on Kentucky on March the 11th, lost that match 7-0. to zero. And then women's tennis took on LSU March 12th and lost that match 5-2. to So a rough stretch that our men and women's tennis team is going through, so hopefully they can get it turned around and get back on the winning track here soon. Yeah, obviously the competition level of kind of getting into the SEC, you, uh, you've seen us starting to drop some of these matches. So definitely a, uh, a good eye test kind of that, that we need some improvement kind of on, on both the men's and women's side of it. But Arkansas men's team won the 4 by 400 Um Jaden Hibbert won the men's triple jump. The women's team won their four by 400. Akira Nugent won the women's 60 meter hurdles. Britton Wilson won the women's 400 meters. Um, so overall as a team, they did well enough to bring home the national title for us in, in both men's and women's respectively. And then kind of some, some notable teammates to mention that made the all American team were Amber Annie, women's 400 meters Rosie Effiong, women's 400 meters. Um, Yariel Soto Torado, men's heptathlon. Chris Bailey, men's 400 meters. Lance Lang in men's 400 meters. Jordan West in men's shot put. And Carrie McLeod in men's triple jump. So tons and tons of accolades, obviously, coming to the, the track and field team. So it's really, really good to see a couple of national titles come our way. Yeah, that's very true. I think, you know, the only thing really you can say about this is, you know, dynasty, you know, type mentality right there going in for not only winning one title, but getting the sweep, especially sweeping both national titles. But like our men's and women's team each, you know, swept the four by 400 as well, you know, in multiple events, you know, I know we talked earlier in the year about you know, it seemed like our women's team were getting was getting off to a slow start. But, you know, like we said, they found their stride and, you know, brought home the title back. You know, uh, they, I believe earlier this week, they they raised the new flag that flies down in Fayetteville, listing the number of titles that track and field has. And they switched that 47 flag to a 49. So, you know, you like to see it though. I know there's a spot down by the track and field area that has, you know, just individual posts for the number of national titles we've won. So they'll be, Adding two more there there soon. I like it. They got that flag up there quick, man. Only took them about a day. <laughs> Something they might might have had in stock or stores just prepping for the future. <laughs> I like it. 
And then we'll jump over to some Arkansas swimming and diving, where Arkansas is competing in the NCAA championships in Knoxville, Tennessee, over the next three days. So we'll be the 15th today through the 17th. So we'll kind of recap you with some results on that next week as you know we get those coming in and uh, see how we finish up the season. So that's some interesting to see how we do. Very much so. Hoping we can kind of pull something out there. I know we've kind of been up and down in swimming from what I've seen. I obviously haven't kept up with it the best, but it's kind of hard to. There's not a lot of headlines about it, but we'll keep you guys posted on the results of that. Very true. And so before we jump over to our Arkansas softball, we'll get a quick word from our you know, another one of our sponsors in the Clutch Sports. So before we jump over to that, like I said, that softball, we'll get a quick word from them and see – See what they have to offer you. You know what I like? I like to be comfortable. I also love representing my favorite sports teams. And in the clutch, I am able to have the best of both worlds. In the Clutch Apparel is your one-stop shop for all things sports. They have officially licensed gear from all your favorite teams and players from the NHL, MLB, NFL, and more. They have sports classic tees from yesteryear and beyond. Check out their full website in the link down below. When you enter the promo code Variety Sports, you get 10% off everything site-wide. Feel comfortable with your sports apparel and go over to their website now at endtheclutch.com. And don't forget to use our code Variety Sports to get 10% off. So yeah, go go give them a check out at In the Clutch Sports. Like you said, use that promo code Variety Sports to get 10% off. So now we jump over to some Arkansas softball where Arkansas softball took on their first SEC series this weekend versus the Texas A&M Aggies where they got the season opener win on March 10th where they defeated A&M 8-0 in five innings. So another run-ruled game for the Hogs. And Janice Dells got the start with and had a three-hit shutout where she pitched five innings, for allowed three hits, and had four strikeouts. In this game, we out-hit A&M 8-3. Kylie Halverson went two for two with two RBIs and a home run. You had Lauren Kimmons in come in and get two hits with two RBIs. Ryland Hedgecock came in and had a two-run home run for her 11th home run of the season. And Christina Foreman also had a home run on in the night as well. So, you know, that offense still isn't slowing down, and, you know, that high-powered offense is still going. And then we'll jump over to the Saturday game where Arkansas lost a close one to A&M 2-0. In this game, Robin Heron got the start with and went three and two-thirds innings with five strikeouts. And she was relieved by Callie Turner, who went in and pitched one and two-thirds innings with four hits and one strikeout. And then Hannah Kaminson came in and closed out the last one and two-thirds inning with having a one-two-three double play to get the out, to get out of a bases-loaded situation. So good job to her to come in in a tough situation and get that out, get us out of that and, you know, get us through the game. But unfortunately, they couldn't you know, come up with a win in this one. Um, another note, Reagan Johnson, Christina Foreman, and Casey Hoffman had Arkansas's three hits on the day. So um, tough loss, but, you know, it's early in the season, so nothing to get too worried about. And then as we jump over to the series finale on Sunday, um, Arkansas lost this one and unfortunately lost the series. They lost 9-1 to in, in five innings in this game. Uh, in this game, Chanice Dells got the start going two and two-thirds innings with seven hits, six runs, and one strikeout. And she was relieved by Hannah Kamenzen, who came in and 
allowed two hits and one run, followed by Robin Heron, who pitched two two innings, allowed four hits, two runs, one walk, and three strikeouts, and Nicky McGaffin closed it out with, with that last one-third of an inning. And on this on in that game, the Hogs had seven hits, and then Lauren Kimson had a good day at the plate, going two for two with one RBI. And Rager, Reagan Kramer came out and went two for three at the plate. So, you know, tough weekend. Hate to see them drop that opening weekend series, but you know, just got to bounce back and SEC play and hopefully get back on track. Yeah, I'll, I'll add a little note here. Um, you're going to have bad days pitching from time to time. I mean, through kind of up until this game, Chanice has kind of looked untouchable in a way, but just kind of – I don't think she really had it um, as much as she normally does. Only posted that one strikeout and gave up quite a few hits and six runs, and that's a little bit uncharacteristic. But, I mean, th- those days happen. I mean, it's it's hard to be perfect. Um, so, it, it, I would definitely take a couple of these losses with a grain of salt. Like you said, it's early in the year. Still kind of getting your sea legs under you with a lot of a lot of new faces on the team, and then every once in a while, some of your star pitchers and stuff like that might might have a bad day, and things go a little bit south for you. But it's nothing to really panic about, in my opinion. Yeah, and so they did have a midweek series that they played yesterday, where they went on the road to play Wichita State. In this game, you know, it wasn't nice to the Hogs either. You know, they another game where they've just got to, you know get past this loss and move on. But just a few notes from this game, Arkansas lost 10 to two in six innings on the road at Wichita state where Callie Turner got the start in this game, had four hits, five runs and one walk and was relieved by Robin Heron who went two and a third innings with three hits, three runs, three walks and three strikeouts. And then Hannah Camson finished up today with three innings with two hits, two runs, three walks, you know, that's about all the notes you can bring out of a tough loss like this, but they'll come back home, regroup and head out on the road this weekend for uh, the first road SEC series as they go to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide on starting this weekend. So hopefully they can regroup and get refocused. Yeah, they've had a really, if you look at it, they've had a kind of a tough three game skid after starting off the, uh, the A&M series pretty well, I thought. Um, but realistically that if you're going to have kind of a, a rough skid like that you want to have it early in the year so you can kind of correct some of the issues that you might see at least from like a coaching's perspective um if you need to adjust your your lineup your pitching rotation who, who you've got relieving where in, in your pitching lineup and things like that um that, that's kind of how you learn those these are learning moments so it's not necessarily not necessarily a bad thing to have this kind of happen early in the year you can definitely take a lot from it and actually get better and be a, a better overall team for the rest of the season. Yeah. With that said, um, we'll, we'll jump over to some baseball news. Um, Arkansas played Louisiana Tech over the weekend in their weekend series. Starting on March 10th, Arkansas won the first game in this matchup, winning 7-4. to um, Hagen Smith got the start. He went five innings. He gave it four hits, only two runs. He had four walks seven strikeouts and only threw 86 pitches. Um, he was relieved by Cody Adcock, who threw one inning. He gave up three hits, two runs, one walk, had two strikeouts on 26 pitches. Dylan Carter came and finished out the day, um, gave him three innings, only gave up one hit, had two strikeouts on 35 pitches. Um, some items of note here, Jace Borfren had a two-hit day um, with a home run and two RBIs. 
Um, then Parker Rowland hit a two-run home run, um, so some production out of that catcher's position. And then uh, rolling into the Saturday game on March 11th, Caleb and I were actually able to attend this game. Arkansas won 6-1. to um, This was a, kind of a highlight game for Will McIntyre. He got the start and ended up pitching all nine innings. He only gave up three hits and one run and one walk, had six strikeouts, and he did all that on only 97 pitches. Um, so first complete game that anybody's thrown for the Razorbacks since Dominic Tacalini back in 2016. So I know social media was kind of blowing up over this one. That was kind of a big deal, and McIntyre really – he got banged up a little bit early on in the, the first few games of the season, but he's really coming to his own and, and kind of hitting his stride from that, that uh, Saturday start and roll. And uh, he, he looked – I mean, he just looked phenomenal in this game. There's there's really all you can say about it. A um, couple offensive items, Kendall Diggs and Peyton Holt had back-to-back home runs in this game. So the, uh, the hog crowd was loud and proud in this one. There was a lot to cheer about. And obviously, Will McIntyre was a big portion of that. Then uh, kind of rounding out the series, Arkansas went for the sweep on March 12th. They won this game 15-6, to so they achieved that, got the brooms out. Hunter Holland got the start. He pitched five innings, gave up two hits and three runs. He had seven strikeouts on 77 pitches. Um, then he was relieved by Cody Adcock, who came in, pitched two innings, had two hits given up and three runs. He had one walk, had two strikeouts on 35 pitches. Um, he was replaced by Gage Wood, who came in, pitched an inning, gave up one hit, but had three strikeouts on 22 pitches, so pretty clean inning for Gage. Then uh, Christian Fouch came in and finished it off with one inning pitched, one walk, one strikeout on 16 pitches. Um, Jared Wag- Wagner and Kendall Diggs both hit two-run shots in this game. That was Wagner's seventh home run of the season, so he's kind of continuing his hot streak. Um Four Razorbacks finished with multiple hits in this game. So, I mean, obviously we scored 15 runs. We batted around a time, I think, in the lineup in the second or third inning. So, a lot of a lot of offensive production across the lineup there. Five players had multiple RBIs. So, really productive game on the stat sheet. Yeah. What were your thoughts over the weekend, Caleb? Yeah, I think this, this team is starting to take, you know, look – form and you're getting to see what we can expect out of this team you know I think you know this year you can see an improvement as far as the bats go with just last year I think there was times where you could really tell we struggled a lot at the plate and so far this season we haven't had too much issue being able to just make contact and put up the runs in the game I think it's almost a reversal this season we're struggling a little bit with our pitching just because we've lost guys due to injury um, but we're seeing some guys step up like Cody Adcock, Dylan Carter, Gage Wood. These guys are stepping up to try to fill some of those roles that um, are being vacated due to injury. But like, you know, we lost Wiggins at the start of the season. You lost Tiger a couple weeks ago. who's He's not out for the season, but he's out for a big chunk of the season. And then Cody Frank out for the season. He was going to be a key reliever for Arkansas. So I think you see almost a flip of last year, but we're seeing some guys step up and hopefully, you know, they'll continue to develop and, you know, get us ready for SEC play. Yeah, I, I think we've kind of been like relief by committee, um, especially since we lost Tiger and Frank. I really thought those were <laughs> really our two better relievers slash closers. Um, so it's kind of been interesting to see how how uh, Matt Hobbs and Dave Van Horn have been kind of piecing together the relief game. But on, on the flip side of that, the starting pitching 
I think has has really been where I've seen a lot of the big step up. You've got Hunter Holland, um, Will McIntyre, obviously, and then Hagen Smith, obviously, that have been really successful in coming out, getting five, six, seven, heck, even nine, you know, good innings from Will McIntyre. So um, when your starters are going past that kind of five inning mark, it makes it to where you can successfully relief by committee, if that makes sense. Um, so the starters are doing a great job kind of taking a little bit of the load off of the bullpen. And I've, I've been really happy to see that. That's something that we, like you said, we kind of struggled with off and on last year. We, we've struggled with off and on in the past starting pitching wise. So I've been pretty impressed with, with the starters. Yeah, it definitely takes a load off your relievers when, you know, they only have to get through, you know, three, two innings worth of work instead of having to come in, you know, four or five innings worth if your starter can't go, you know, that long. But, you know, we'll jump over and cover. We had the midweek series this week as well, mini two-game series versus UNLV, where, you know, Arkansas took on the first matchup yesterday, got the win in this one, um, where they won 13 to 7 in this game. And, you know, you got had freshman Parker Coyle get the start in this one where he went two and a third innings and allowed four hits, four runs, one walk, four strikeouts, and 50 pitches. And he was relieved by Dylan Carter, who came in and gave us one and two-thirds innings with one hit, one strikeout with 21 pitches. And he was relieved by Austin Ledbetter, who came in for two and two-thirds with four hits, three runs, one walk, five strikeouts, and 48 pitches. Cody Adcock came in and relieved him for an inning and a third for one hit, one walk, one strikeout, and 35 pitches. And Gage Wood closed up the matchup in one inning with one walk and 16 pitches. So I think this game, you're just trying to trot out there as many pitches as you can to, you know, get them some work in these midweek series that they wouldn't normally get maybe in a weekend-type series. But it was another good day at the plate for the Hawks where – you know, Kendall Diggs went, had three at-bats, had, you know, three hits with one RBI, you know, and then you had Jared Wagner come in with one hit with another RBI, and Jace Borfin come in with two hits on five plate appearances with two RBIs. So, you know, another good day at the plate with several guys, you know, stepping up and, you know, continuing that hot time at the plate. Yeah, that's true. If you look at Jace's stats right now, and I think this is after the UNLV game, he's sitting here hitting a 442 with an on-base percentage of 565 and a slugging percentage of 846. Gosh, that is incredible. Which I, th- that's one thing I'll be curious to see if, you know, obviously the entire lineup's offensive production, it's it's going to drop a little. I mean, it has to whenever you get in the conference play. I, I don't see a way that it won't. But just by a factor of how much, you know, I mean, hopefully not too much. Hoping they can really kind of keep these hot bats going and we can really do some damage when we get a conference to play. Yeah. And so Arkansas rounded out that mini UNLV series today as they took on took on the matchup today and won five to two, where today you saw freshman Ben Bybee get the start. You know, he's a guy that I think they have a lot of confidence in that they want to get going that can, you know, be able to give us some added depth this year. And he he came in and had five scoreless innings where he allowed six hits, one walk, three strikeouts on 63 pitches. He was relieved by Gage Wood, who came in for an inning and gave it 
gave us a, a good outing, another scoreless inning with only one walk, two strikeouts on 21 pitches. And then you had Zach Morris finish the day with the final three innings, allowing one hit, two runs, one walk, two strikeouts on 56 pitches. So it's it's good to see Zach Morris getting back out there. You know, I know he had a stuff or a tough stretch to start the season on, you know, not really good outings, short outings, you know, things like that. So to have him come out in this midweek series and get three innings of work under his belt, you know, let him get that confidence back is, you know, definitely helping. Yeah. The the more guys you can have in that bullpen that, that you actually do have um, confidence in to add to your depth, it's the better off you're going to be down the stretch. I'm, I'm uh, hoping that Brady can get back pretty quick here for conference play. I know we're going to need him in that closer role. He was outstanding for us last year. We're going to need him. So hope he heals up fast. Yeah. So another note. So with this Wednesday, our, the Razorbacks extended their winning streak to 10 games um, as this was their final game, you know, non-conference matchup before we start SEC play this weekend against Auburn. Um Again, it's like we said, Bybee had a true freshman at that had his, his impressive second start as a Razorback. So it's good to see him. Like we said, that added depth is, you know, what we want. And then you saw Wagner, you know, in the, you know, his first pitch of the game, he hammered, you know, that pitch over the wall in left center and he collected his team. He collected his team leading 28th and 29th RBIs of the season um, with his and this fit that fifth inning blast. So, you know, we're staying hot, like we said, hopefully as we go into conference play this weekend, you know, we see same results once we see a step up in, you know, pitching level as it is conference play and the SEC is one of the best conferences in baseball, college baseball. So, you know, they're they're gonna ramp up their pitching game. So hopefully, you know, we'll be ready for that. I know we've struggled at some points during the season to hit the ball when we're facing pitchers that throw the ball a little bit slower than where you were kind of used to. So, you know, hopefully getting back into SEC level pitching, we can continue that, that, you know, success we're having at the plate. Very true. I'm uh, excited to see how Auburn goes. I know they're, they're not as quite as good as they've been in the past, but they're still, I mean, an SEC, SEC level team. So going to be the first, true test in my opinion where we can really see the, the caliber of our offense um across this three game stretch. So yeah. Lots so, come there. Yeah. So before we wrap up here, we'll go through some upcoming events we got throughout the rest of this week and over the weekend. So you have Arkansas women's basketball, like we mentioned earlier, taking on Louisiana Tech in the first round of the WNITs tomorrow night at seven o'clock. And then you have Arkansas men's basketball taking on Illinois in the first round of the NCAA tournament tomorrow about at 330. And then, so hopefully we can get some good wins there. And then, like we mentioned above, Arkansas Swimming and Diving is competing in the Swimming and Diving Championships today through the 17th. You have Arkansas Women's Golf at the Mountain View Collegiate Tournament that's going on from the 17th through the 19th. Arkansas Women's Tennis taking on Ole Miss March 17th. Arkansas Baseball, like we said, start open their SEC play with their home series versus Auburn this weekend, starting on the 17th, going through the 19th. You have Arkansas Gymnastics taking on Georgia, Missouri, and Auburn in, you know, a tournament-style meet on March 18th. Arkansas Men's Tennis is taking on Texas A&M on March 18th. And you have softballs getting ready for their second SEC series as they have their first one on the road at Alabama 
March 18th through the 20th. And then Arkansas Women's Tennis is taking on Mississippi State on the 19th. You have Arkansas Men's Golf at the Linger Longer Invitational going on from March 19th through the 21st. And then another midweek game next week as Arkansas Baseball is going to take on Southeast Missouri State on March 21st. So a lot of good events going on. I know the big thing right now is everybody's, you know, it's March Madness. It's March, so, you know, there's going to be a lot of basketball to watch. Hopefully that applies to both Arkansas men's and women's as, you know, we compete in the tournaments and hopefully can, you know, advance round by round and have some success. I'm excited, man. Got a lot to kind of be excited for, I think, with the way our, our teams, especially the men's team, kind of has that, flat, that fresh slate mentality going into a pretty good matchup with Illinois and then a, a really good chance if we make it past that to knock off the number one seed. Um, kind of similar feel to how, you know, last year we we had that matchup with Gonzaga. We're able to beat them, and that was kind of a shocker to a lot of people and really kind of fueled us to make that Elite Eight run. So I'm hoping history might repeat itself for us or something close. Um, hoping for a pretty good show in the NCAA tournament, if nothing else. Yeah, that'd be very nice. So, yeah, tune into that. And, you know, thank you again for listening to this week's episode. We'll pick weekly. We'll be back at you next week. And, let you know how this first round went for Arkansas and up to date on everything else going on, raise your back. So thank you again. We'll